everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Game Managers Podcast. If you listen to the first one, or if you're here, here for the second one, whatever. Thank you hey, for listening. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. That's my, that's my co-host, Justin. We're here also with our co-host, Aaron, and I'm Nick. Hello. Yeah, that's and I'm it. Justin, that's as he said. Yep, that's Justin. Uh, Aaron's an Alabama fan, Justin's an Auburn fan, and I try Sadly. to stay neutral on this. Neutral? We need a neutral We need a neutral voice on here. All right. Is that fair? Yeah, sure. Okay, good. So we're going to start out with a little bit of uh, of news, I guess. We'll go through a few of the, the games today, the SEC, but we're mostly just going to talk about Alabama and Auburn today. Try to stay a little bit better on track because last week, we were all over the place, and it went Way for two hours. Long. We were talking yeah. about a restaurant for, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah probably at long least. Enough. Yeah. So we're going to try to stay on, on track this time. Uh, and so we're just going to start out going over the games that did happen today uh, and their outcomes. So we're just going to get down the list here. Georgia uh, spanked Arkansas State 55-0. to Not much to say there. I do, I do have to say, though, it was a great job by the fans there to do the pink out for uh, Arkansas State's coach. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I saw that on uh, Twitter. I didn't actually get to watch that game. I didn't get to watch most of these games, but yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, so then we got uh, Kansas State came Ooh. up and <laughs> beat Mississippi State. You know, we, this, me and Nick picked this. Yes, in our SEC pool, me and me and Justin got a point on this. Nobody else did. Uh, Kansas State won thirty-one to twenty-four. The only reason I did not pick it is because it was not. It was only a one-point game. It was only a one-point difference, so there wasn't that much risk reward for me. Yeah, and um, I really thought the heat would be a factor. Yeah, but it Kansas was a, State absolutely manhandled them on both sides did. of the ball for yeah. the entire game. They really did. It was. I mean, was Mississippi State's defense looked pretty bad. They got punched in the mouth. They yep. sure did. Yeah. Speaking of getting punched in the mouth, Tennessee punched someone in the mouth for the first time in hey. a long time. 45-0 to zero over Chattanooga. Uh, we got Ole Miss beating, uh, what is that? Is that uh, Southeastern Louisiana? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Is that South- a, yeah. They beat them by 11. Yeah, and that last score came late in the game. It shouldn't <laughs> have been by 11. Yeah. That was an ugly win. A lot of ugly wins across the SEC today. And just to think that Arkansas lost to this team last week, Ole Miss. Yeah. Arkansas, though, today wins 55-34 over Colorado State. It's another one, me and, another one me and Justin had picked for the underdog, and we got wrong. So it yep, negated that one they win. Were, Colorado State was with Arkansas for the majority of the game. Yeah, and was ahead of them for a lot of the game, too. Yeah. Yeah, Arkansas pulled away late. Yeah, I didn't get to see much of that Ole Miss game, but no, I didn't know I didn't it was either. that close. I didn't expect it to be that close, but no. Uh, yeah, the back half of the SEC keeps continuing to prove they they still suck worse than I th- the worst than most people think. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the SEC that's that's uh, not pulling their weight. Uh, For instance, uh, let's see where's it at. Oh, never mind. He'll go ahead. Uh, don't, I can't find it. So, uh, Texas A&M beats Lamar 62-3. to Ellis. Yeah. LSU wins 65-14 to over Northwestern State. Missouri wins 50 to nothing over Southeast Missouri State. 
And then uh, the one that wrapped up just here just shortly ago that Aaron got worked up on, oh, Florida <laughs> comes back to beat Kentucky, twenty nine I mean, to twenty one. It was a they went on a nineteen zero unanswered right there because Kentucky was up twenty one to ten. Unreal, but I called it, man. As soon as uh, I'm not a big Felipe Franks fan, I think he's possibly the worst quarterback, definitely in the SEC in my opinion. I'm one of the worst in the nation. I've never understood how he was able to start for that team, how they didn't have anyone better, and I always thought they did. And as soon as he went out, I got scared because yeah. he went out. I, I knew I didn't. I had never heard of their backup before in my life, and I knew he had to give them offer more than Felipe Franks did. I'm not sure how he's made it as how Felipe's made it this long, but. I was I was right. They came out and he he dealt it. It wasn't just um, running and him handing it off. He slung it. He came out slinging. I I believe he only I think he only went like three incomplete passes. Yeah, yeah only I'm, four. I'm, only four. Nine of thirteen. Yeah. You got his stats pulled up. Nine of thirteen. Yeah, 126 yards and his QBR was 86. So he came in and did his job. Yeah, definitely. He, Brought him back and then uh, won it for them. So yeah. good for him, but uh, bad for Aaron, who was the only mm. person in the SEC pool to pick Kentucky. Tough pick. Yeah. And you know they were up eleven at home going to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, was, there was a lot the, of with the ball. Were, they just got yeah. the ball when yeah. when Felipe went out. He went. That was a fourth down that they didn't get, and then Kentucky had the ball. And then I don't know why they went for it on fourth and one that drive I think and um, I, I don't know why you don't either punt it and pin them deep or kick the yeah. kick the field goal and get the points I don't get it but yeah that, that game's pretty aggravating because uh, I don't see how they lose that game but they sure found a way yeah I mean Florida it looks like Florida scored all nineteen of their points in the fourth quarter to come back yes they did. This Florida team is not uh, what we thought they were going to be, though. And I thought that maybe no. they just got off to a rough start against Miami, but... That's still just showing this, their true colors. Yeah, I think so. So next week... Honestly, the, I still believe Miami's a better team than most people think. They just got whooped Ooh. twice, and now there's no point in them playing. Yeah. They have yeah. nothing to play for anymore. And I think Kentucky had a lot to play for, and... Um, I think Florida's better without Felipe Franks. I think it was, I mean, I don't necessarily wish the guy yeah. uh, to get hurt, but I, I think for them it was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah, just all this hype Felipe Franks has got kind of, like you said, surprises me too. Yeah, he was the big talk of the SEC quarterback this year. He's, he's going to be the most improved. And, and I thought he was at first, and he yeah. – he quickly went back to his old ways. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, the injury, I don't know what the injury is or what the word on it is. Hopefully it's nothing yeah. too serious. But regardless, I don't think that he comes back yeah, to start it next like week. It was a leg injury, so you never yeah. know with that. But even if he's healthy, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't see how Dan can start him. I didn't see how Dan could start him in the first place. I definitely don't, under, I don't understand how he could come back and – start over the performance that their backup gave. Well, they play Tennessee next week, so it should give them a little bit of a, a rest <laughs> no, there. Yeah. 
So we're gonna uh, this week we gotta we're trying to stay a little more on on uh, topic. So we got a few new uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, stories. Not Any stories. Topics. Sure, that's not the word I'm looking for, but it doesn't matter. How many topics sound good? Okay, well that's what we're gonna do because we have here Twitter news with Aaron Patterson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my first story was. Um, well, about what Tebow said during the week. Oh, yeah. Um, you got the tweet? Uh, well, it was, it's, it's a recording of what he said in regards to, uh, payers getting compensation in California now. Okay. And, um, I was, I was kind of surprised by his answer. He, uh, goes on to talk about how, um, that's the difference between the NFL and college and that's why, uh, College stadiums are bigger than NFL is because guys play for each other and for the school and not for their own personal gain. And in a way, I agree, but I, I'm not not sure that I have a, a stance on one way or the other because I definitely understand how kids like Josh Jacobs need um, need something out of uh, out of all their hard work. Because yeah. some kids just come from nothing, and they they could really use it. Yeah, I guess this is my. I kind of. I mean, me and Nick kind of disagree on this. But here's, I guess, where I would put it: if they were going to be paid, I'd be fine if they got paid through the jersey sales and you know sponsorships. But I don't want them getting paid just to be playing football because they can get paid if they're good enough to go to the NFL. That's yeah, just so- kind of my take on it. Yeah, and I think that's fair, but also the NCAA is constantly making money off of these kids and not get, letting them see a dime of it. And I just think, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to, the schools don't have to pay them because you get into a whole thing where it's like, well, this school can pay more than the other. Yeah, that's, that's I, you, the problem with correct. it. And you could put a flat rate on it. Also, this is the what every athlete gets paid. You know, you, you can make it that way. But I don't even think you need that. Just let the kids sell their merch. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. That they should be getting money for all. I mean, for all these jersey sales that you see these uh, big time players getting, they should at least see their money back on stuff like that. So yeah, we have the um, we have the clip right here of exactly what Tebow said, and I'll play that. It may sound awful over the mic, but uh, we're working what we get here. I feel like I, I have a little credibility and knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what it, what it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us from we from my university from being an alumni where i care which makes college football and college sports special to then okay it's not about us it's not about we it's just about me and yes i know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us but we're just adding and piling it onto that where it changes what's special about college football we turn into the nfl where who has the most money that's where you go 
That's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about NFL. That's why the, 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 um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are in the NFL, because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. Fair, There's that man. opportunity in the NFL, that's but fair. not in college football. Yeah, so that's Tebow's take on it, and I think there is some validity to that, but that is a very rich man uh, saying kids don't need money. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh Yeah, and with Tebow, that's just a different kind of dude. He was a team player. He cared about his university, and, I mean, the majority of guys, you know, they just want – they care about themselves. I mean, I don't want to say that, but there's that's just no, how the culture is nowadays. What you're – like, yeah, like – Tebow was one that just loved the game and loved the competition. Yeah. And I think there's still the majority of college football players still yes, are the same way. But there's also quite a few that just have pure talent that mm-hmm. are doing it for their family. Because it's a way, it's a path that... It's a way out. Yeah, it's a way out from their current situation. It's a, a different path to success that they have an opportunity for that they can work for than any other opportunity they've ever been given in their entire life. So I think that's the big difference. And those are the guys who need the money and not necessarily just trying to earn a buck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that all for Twitter news today, Aaron? You got some more? Uh, The only other one was, let's see, I believe it was, um, uh, oh, Tim Brando earlier this week before – the games today stated that Trevor Lawrence is playing better than Tua this season. Oh, and man. Um, I just thought that was <laughs> I just thought that was very funny because Trevor Lawrence his stats he uh, had a 63.8% completion rate, 436 yards, two touchdowns Impressive. and three interceptions on the season. Oof. Whereas Tua had a 76.4% completion rate 563 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And, and let's not forget, uh, Trevor Lawrence just threw two interceptions tonight. That's as what well. I was. Yeah, he threw two tonight, and I believe um, Tua had five touchdowns. So, yeah. so is this stat from uh, before today? Yes, this was before today. Uh, it was earlier this week, and um, I just thought that was laughable because. <laughs> Everybody was talking about how Trevor Lawrence had kind of... He didn't play necessarily bad. He just has not lived up to the hype the first two games. And then tonight against Syracuse, he goes on to throw one or two more interceptions. Yeah, let's see. Tonight, Lawrence was 22-39. I mean, not great completion percentage. 395 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Still very good. Like, he's not like... I'm not saying it's bad, but he means just... When you can't say that he's having a better year than Tua, off the, I just no. thought that was yeah. No, he's he's a great quarterback, but you have to wonder kind of what is going on with Trevor Lawrence right now because it's not the guy we saw in the title game or even at all last last yeah, season. Back half of last season, it was just like he fit into that offense perfectly. He was running it with confidence, and it was just seamless. And then he starts off uh, quite the opposite this year. So uh. But they're still getting the job done so far, so we'll see. Yeah, a win's a win, so we'll see. Uh, I don't see them losing this year. but no, uh, there's no way. But we'll see. So I want to uh, jump into Alabama uh, first. 
Um, interesting game today. Yeah, very interesting game today. So they won big, obviously, uh, forty-seven to twenty-three. But it didn't feel like an mm-hmm. Alabama win <laughs> today. Uh, o line. The O line had a lot of problems, especially in the first half. And I know they're young and and somewhat inexperienced, but they've. I mean, there was four or five guys coming through the line just easy, hitting Tua, and there was no stopping them. And this is yeah, just South they, Carolina's D line, which I mean yeah. is is good, but it, we're gonna see better. They they struggled yeah. the whole game. It, not even much of an adjustment after halftime. And um, yeah, it was it was even the um, the freshman linebackers they kind of struggled. It wasn't as bad, but what worried, the focus was definitely on the O line. But what worried you more, the O line or the linebackers? Uh, farther we get down in the season, um, man, because we're gonna you know obviously have Auburn's D line, but then we'll also have Joe Burrow. Picking us apart, and no, we'll we'll see about that. And um, you know, I don't know. I'm equally as concerned. I'd have to say. So you you guys may know this stat. If you do, then let the other one answer first. But uh, can either of you guess how many yards total yards the defense gave up today? Of Alabama's defense? Yeah. Just guess. I won't answer because I've got it pulled up. So okay. I won't answer. Um, if I had to guess, Live? yeah, just total yards. Total yards are given up. Three fifty. Total yards today yeah. given up is four hundred and fifty nine. Jeez. Yeah. The most in the game since the uh, Ole Miss game three years ago. Wow. The forty eight forty three game. That's just to I mean, South Carolina. Yeah, that was worse. But the, but the defense the sure. defense is young though, and it's a game on the road. Yeah, you got you know, freshman linebackers back there, but that is yeah. still that is still troublesome. Yeah, it's very concerning. Yeah, but see, the good thing is, you know, with how great the offense is, you can worry about this a little. I mean, you don't really have to worry about it as much. And just you because get to your offense is, until yeah, you get those get, stunts and you know, yeah, yeah, it's talking about how good the defense was today, though. Tua and Najee were both just about perfect today. They, yeah. they played very well. Yeah, that that run, well, I guess it was technically a reception a that that Najee had is going to be one people remember. That's going to be one of his iconic plays. Oh, that was a great play. This might be a bold statement, but I believe Tua might be the most improved that we saw last year at the SEC because he's just not he's not spinning and running around anymore. He's and not, see, the thing is, the he's thing is, making smarter to. Smarter check downs. He's, he's not. Trying he's to also. Do too much. He's throwing shorter passes. He's not going for the the home run ball every single play, mm-hmm. and that's something that you never saw last year. Every every pass was the home I run think pass. Last year, he just he had the talent to pull it off sometimes. So you kind of got blinded by that. But I think that injury kind of. Uh, I think it still slows him down just a little bit, and it kind of was eye opening to him, and to not get so crazy because I think he does want. Uh, obviously a long future in the NFL, and he got a lot smarter about reading, and if it's not there, then just, you know, check down. And um, I think he's doing a much better job of that this year. Yeah, and here's a stat for you. So he had a career high in passing yards with 444 and a career high in passing touchdowns with five. Yeah, and he uh, – did he pass? I believe he passed A.J. McCarron for the most five 
touchdown game. Yes. Yeah, I knew he joined he up on the list somewhere. I wasn't I sure if he passed. I think I believe he has eight and McCarron has seven. I could be wrong. I think you are right on that. Um, but see, the thing is, I'm of course that I heard him last year. I know he was injured, but just performance in the big games. I'll be curious to see once he plays. You know, LSU, Georgia kind of defense. If they meet Georgia in the SEC championship, how he performs. That's the only thing that still concerns me about him. Yeah, I mean, overall, Alabama took care of business. It it took late into the game to uh, to pull away. Yeah, to pull away, but um, like they never lost. They never were really out of control. They just no. they made a lot of mistakes. South Carolina made a lot of mistakes in the red zone too. Yeah, yeah, they they and definitely they had, did. They had plenty of chances, and I think that's them. what's worrisome is that. South Carolina did not come out and play a perfect game. No. It was very, I mean, it was sloppy yeah, it at times. It wasn't like Stephen Garcia, 2010, they came no. out and then we just beat them because we did what we were supposed to. It was, they they helped they helped us beat them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that this is going to get blown out of proportion more than it needs to be. I think people are going to overreact to this game. Uh, and... Usually that's when Alabama performs is when people do overreact to them. So maybe that's would be the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you know they've. I don't think they have anything to worry about. <laughs> so, I think if they can get those things fixed, you know it'll be fine. But it's gonna take some some real work, especially on the O line and with the linebackers. Mm-hmm. So next week Alabama is gonna host Southern Miss. Uh, that's going to be an 11 o'clock game, <laughs> despite uh, Saban's uh, unwant for his disdain for morning games. But uh, but hey, they're gonna. I think they're creating that app where they track to see how long you stay during the game. You'll get points. Yeah, the playoffs. I've not heard about that. Yeah, so that's the yeah. thing they've done this for. I don't know if it's just for students or for everyone, but I think it might just be for students. I think it is. So they track you if you stay the entire game, you get more points and points. Can be exchanged for tuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Maybe for a, a foam finger or something at the gate. I don't yeah. know, but uh, some Which kind of prizes. A free three dollar meal at the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to think that you're asking your students. You have to reward them to stay longer at a football game for a beatdown. Yeah, well, you know, you know, and that just goes back to you. You've got these. Games against very weak opponents at the hottest parts of the day. That's yeah. the biggest part for me. Is it's just so hot. Yeah. And that stadium, it's just it's a billion degrees. Yeah. I'm gonna try to go to this game this weekend. Um, I don't know that I will, just because it Oof. is so hot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. give it a red hot go. Try to go to it, and we'll see. So. <laughs> Considering it's an eleven o'clock game, I, I have yeah, have fun interest. with that. Yeah. Nope. That's very fair. A lot of people think the same way. Uh, any more comments on Alabama's game performance? Not really. No? Justin? No, they, they handled their business. A uh, lot to improve from this game, but I don't see anything to worry about with Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the world beaters they were that we thought they were at this time last year. This, this is a team that can lose, uh, but they're going to have to work on it to, to keep that from happening. Yeah. Okay, segment is the word I was trying to think of earlier, and I thought about oh, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next segment we're going to throw in here is Knight Needs to Know. 
Justin Knight is going to give us a few questions that me and Answer right. are going to. Me and Aaron are going to Aaron. answer. Me and Answer yes. are going to Aaron. Here's just a little fun question to ask to start off. Will Tennessee win another game this season? Let me pull up the Tennessee schedule real quick just so we yeah, can. Yeah, go ahead and pull it up. If you just, without pulling it up, I'm going to say no. But What would be okay. your answer to this question, Justin? Hmm. So okay, so what's their schedule? Let me let me pull that okay, up. Okay, so I have it pulled up, and I'm gonna say no. You're gonna say no. Okay. So they play Florida next week. That's a loss. Georgia no. is the next game. That's a loss. Nope. Mississippi State. Nope. That's probably a loss. Alabama is a definite loss. South Carolina nope. is most likely a loss. I think. No, that's interesting. That's an interesting game. Yeah, I mean that one. That's one that you know wouldn't just floor me if South Carolina no. flopped. Same with Mississippi State. I could see them just not if, showing up that if day. If everyone plays their best game, Tennessee loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think overall South Carolina is a better football team. To me, the most interesting are, game on yeah. the schedule is November 2nd against UAB. It is, but I like my Blazers. I like the Blazers in this, too. And I don't know if that's just some bias coming out because we do – I this gonna, area. I'm not gonna lie. Some of it is biased. This area is so me. behind UAB. I mean, it really does. Like, they did. It brings Alabama and Auburn program. fans together. Yeah, like, people do really. just love UAB. It's at Tennessee yeah. is the only you know, but that's also where UAB really thrives when they just go to <laughs> knock people because off. Yeah. they beat LSU a couple of, what two three years ago. Yeah. So no, that was Troy you're thinking of. UAB did Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Troy. Yeah. UAB did beat LSU at night at LSU yeah, though. That uh, was about a long time ago. ago. That was in 2000 yeah. or 2001. Yeah, a long time ago. So a long time ago, but it's happened. I'd love to see UAB win this game. That would be awesome. I really would. Yeah, the only the only thing is because it's kind of a rivalry is Vandy in Tennessee cuz Bandy's not even as good as I thought they were, which was not very good. So here's what I'm going to say. Out of the Vanderbilt game, Missouri game, Kentucky game, UAB game, South Carolina game, and Mississippi State game, they win two of those six. I'm I'm not going to be surprised if they win two just because the majority of those teams by that point in the season will all have nothing to play for. Yeah. And... Well, some of them will be playing for bowl eligibility. <laughs> I could, well, yeah, but that's not something that just, you know, gets yeah. them riled. You know, I don't, so I could see them knocking off one or two of them. But if I had to go with a favorite every week, it would not be Tennessee. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to be favored in any of them except for UAB and possibly UAB. Vandy. Maybe Vandy, yeah. Those are the two, I think, too. Yeah. What but else right you got now, for us? But right now, I would still take UAB and Vandy over them. Sure. I think that's fair. All right. Let's go on to question two here. So this just kind of came up tonight. With Felipe Franks out, is Florida a better team or a worse team? 100% better in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. I I've think – been saying it before he ever got hurt. I think the team we saw after he went down was better. I don't know if they were playing for Felipe Franks or if they just had a better quarterback behind the center, but they were a better team. I mean, they put up more points. <laughs> they were a better they team. Did, yeah. They were more productive. I don't know what else to say. What would you say, Justin? I, I think it, it's just going to come down to chemistry and you know how long it's going to take them. 
Yeah. Let's get used to, you know. Now, this guy, is he is a redshirt yeah, junior. He is a redshirt junior. So he's been there a while. Yeah. He shouldn't, you know, be nervous coming out there. But I still saw some things that, you know. It's just chemistry, you know. You got to. Yeah, he was still working all, out the kinks. But in my opinion, it all looked better than Felipe. I just, I'm not a big Felipe yeah. fan. He doesn't pass the eye I'm test not, I'm not either. He has the body, and, like, he's a big joker. And you would think he could play, but he's, I just, he's not. He's not it, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> for no. me, that's fair. Uh, I, I just don't see how he's. I'm going to look up kid. and see if we know anything about his injury yet. You can go ahead and ask the next question, Justin, while I'm doing that. All right, this is my final question for this podcast. All right, let's see. We've got. I want to see who y'all have got so far in the playoffs. If we would go to the end of the season, who would y'all have? Ooh, playoffs this early? Oh, playoffs right Andy now. We well, might as well think about it. Two of them is obvious. You know, it's going to be in all of ours, right? Alabama, Clemson. Yeah, that's yeah. the two safest. You can't get any safer than putting them two in. Well, after today, Alabama's not as safe as it once was. But I'm also a fan, so I'm definitely going to have <laughs> them in. Yeah, sure. Of yeah. Well, no, I think they're. I still think they're pretty safe compared to everyone else. Yeah. I think LSU's creeping up there, but um, I don't. We haven't seen. Edo have a, a full season without a loss, so I'm not sure that that'll work yeah. out. Yeah, so I think Alabama, Clemson, like we've already talked about, then I think I think Jalen gets it done at Oklahoma. I do too. And then I guess as much as it, I hate to say it, I think Ohio State just finds their way in. Ooh, I, ooh. See, because I had mm. they usually always have that loss. Okay, but so he, he, Michigan State question. already had their loss. Penn State yeah, so they're done. is is all is, is they right there. They should have lost today. They should have lost. They should have lost today. And then Michigan looked terrible the last yeah, couple I mean, weeks. They've just looked yeah, terrible. I don't see. I, I, I had them before. I had them like this is the year. You know, Urban left, and I, this is the year that it, it's uh, for Harbaugh. Like it's do or die. And but they've just played so bad. I can't see how they would beat Ohio State. Okay. So as much as I hate so to say, my... it, I see Ohio State. Before yeah. before you go, Justin, I just want to interrupt real quick. So uh, Dan Mullen in the press conference said that he's pretty certain there was a break in the leg mm. and a dislocation, and that he'll be done for the season. Yeah. So uh, you know, keep him in his prayers. Whatever you think about him, uh, keep him in your thoughts, and uh, hopefully this is not the last time he sees. A football field. Anyways, Justin, continue. All right, so here's a good question here. Let's say we've got Alabama Georgia playing the SEC championship. They're undefeated. Georgia loses. Ohio State goes undefeated, wins the uh, Big Ten. Who are you picking in that fourth spot? You have to give it to Ohio State. Yeah, okay. I think you do. I know that's not how you're supposed to pick. It's supposed to be the four best teams, but... You have to give it to Ohio State. I think we've already seen that that's not how this committee always... Yeah, picks teams and uh, but now you got to see. I mean, I know this is different circumstances with Ohio State. You know, Alabama went over them. What was it? What 2017 18 season did they go over them? What was that? Or they went over Penn, they went over Penn State that year to go into the playoffs, and Penn State won the Big Ten. But Penn State had what two losses that year? Uh, I'd I have to go back and look. I don't see a two-loss team getting in this year. There's too many good teams. There are a lot of good teams. Yeah. It, they would have to be 
I, I okay, think the only the, way a two-loss team gets in is if there's two two-loss teams because there's that many well, just back about, and forth. How about this then? How about Ohio State goes in with one loss, still wins the Big Ten, but Georgia has two losses? The, that, who, would the, who would their second loss be to? Georgia? Yeah. Say, they lose, say they somehow lose to Notre Dame next week. It depends on... It would have to depend on Notre Dame. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot more. Yeah, there's variables. so much that goes into that. So you'd have yeah. to look at, you know, if Notre Dame went and lost two, three games, then then yeah, you'd put them in and over of them. That, yeah. But there's so many, and that's what's so interesting about the college football season is because there's so many things that can happen, and everybody's clinging on to everybody if you've got a loss, and so it's. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I don't know who's gonna come out unscathed. Who's going to, you know, I think that Alabama will. After today, I'm less confident in that. Still confident, but uh, slightly less. And then same with Clemson. I mean, I know that they're not going to have any trouble with their schedule. But once they get into the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like the guy we thought he's going to be. And I think if he doesn't come to play, mm-hmm. maybe it's a different uh, story this year. So we'll see. Who would? How about this question? Who would you like to see in the playoffs? Who, not who do you think would be it, but just what? It doesn't even have to be a team that's good. Who? Just what program would you like to see make it? Oh gosh, UAB. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, no. that's fair. I, I mean, would. I would hate to see I them mean, get beat down. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I'd, I'd, I'd just, enjoy seeing Texas make their way back to it somehow. Yeah, I really I like the I Texas get, team. I, I, uh, I believe I, they're still better than most people give them credit for. Yeah. I just like I still believe they should have won the LSU game. Like, no, they, just because you picked them. No, I mean, well, <laughs> even if I didn't pick them, it's pretty obvious. Like, they had the opportunities and yeah, they did. squandered them. But um, I like the Texas. I like this Texas team. I'd like to see LSU go. I'd like to see some of these, uh, just some new blood. I mean, man. this is just. This is just my bias. I'd love to see Auburn make it, you know? Sure, they haven't been to it. So, you I mean, you'd love no. to see some more representation in there. No doubt about it. Actually, you know, I'd love to see Notre Dame in it again. That'd be I'd great. like to see them get beat down again. <laughs> no, yeah, that'd be nice. Well, or UCF. <laughs> yeah. UCF. Okay, you know, that's, yeah, I would like to see somehow UCF just so they get make whipped. it. And I hope. Man, I just hope they get beat by 40 in it. <laughs> well, uh, Justin mentioned Auburn. I think it's a good time we just make our way on over to that uh, game. So, Justin, uh, being yeah. being the official Auburn fan of the podcast, tell us your takes on uh, on the big win tonight. I tell you what, the only thing it worries me just about every game Auburn starts is how slow the defense starts off. I mean – and Kent State was having it pretty easy to start off, moving it down the field. Now, I know they only got a field goal. The Auburn's defense has always been great in the red zone area. They've come up with big stops over and over again. But I tell you what worries me, I mean, the same thing happened against Oregon. A slow start, 14 you know, points in the first quarter. And just when you're playing a team like LSU, Alabama, A&M, coming up next weekend, if you have a slow start like that, I don't know if I see our offense making another comeback. Yeah, it it does seem like there's a little bit of a slow start uh, a lot of times on both sides of the ball with Auburn. Yeah, both sides, yeah, because, I mean, like against Tulane last week and the offense couldn't do anything (laughs) to start off. 
Yeah, and which I, is hard to watch. I'm not sure why that is exactly. They, it's a, I always think it's a Gus kind of thing that he's not putting his team into the right mindset to start a game. I know it's just can't stay it, but as a coach, you've got to put your team in the right mindset to get ready for a game. Yeah, and I think maybe a problem of that maybe, and I don't know this, but maybe Gus hasn't surrounded himself with enough coaches to make up with for that aspect of the game. He's he's not a I, I he's think, not a guy that pumps you up. He's not a guy that's going to get in your no. face and get you excited. When you're not that kind of guy, you've got to have guys around you that are. And I think with Coach Steele as the DC, I think he's one of those guys. And then bringing back some Auburn alum like Cadillac coaching running backs, I think good guys like that will help out. And I mean, it's only week three, and tonight was really good to get a little tune up before next week against A and M. Run game was really good. We had 467 total yards rushing, so that was great to see. Because that's if Auburn's going to be good, they have to have a strong run game. Yeah, and that's something we didn't see much of last week with the line no. not looking too hot. There wasn't much uh, of an option to run the ball uh, very effectively. No, but I mean, Bo Nix had a, he had a good night. He was 12 of 16, 161 yards, one touchdown. And I would love to see him start running the ball a little more because he's um, people underestimate how fast he is. And I think if he starts doing a little more of the read options, because he can move. And I also love seeing Joey Gatewood in. And they need to start using him more. Yeah, a lot of these third and short. We got a little bit more of him tonight than we have uh, in recent yeah, weeks. Had, I mean, he had 12 carries, 102 yards since <laughs> the time he was in. So I want to see him used a little more often because I'm. He's got great wheels, and I think he can come in handy on those third and short kind of plays. Got anything to say about the Auburn game? Uh, no, y'all pretty much covered it. I just saw that uh, the little bit of it that I really paid attention to, I saw Joey, and he it seemed like he ran the same three plays. And yeah, I mean, that's all like it was. Like you said, yeah. it was 12, 12 carries for 102 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much says enough for it right there. He needs to be utilized a little more than I, I think they are. So 55-16 to 16 over Kent State this week, but the big test comes next week. Any Ooh, predictions A&M. for that game, Justin? Um, you know, if I had to go right now, I would go. Right now they've got A&M as a three-and-a-half point favorite, and I would go with that right now. Just, I mean, it's a scary game to go on the A&M. It's always a tough place to play. Yeah, I think going into and College Station, it's, it's pretty. That's what I'm worried about. Just yep. how the offense is going to react because A&M's got a solid defense because they handled Clemson's offense. I think they did a good job on the road. Mm-hmm. So that's just what worries me going in because I know the defense will come to play, but it's just going to come down to how the offense is going to produce. Yeah, that's got- definitely one of the most difficult places to play and on my bucket list of, of stadiums to visit. Absolutely. Uh, that would be a fun game to go to if- I think tickets were only were only seventy five dollars if I remember wow. that I saw earlier. Uh, so I'm pulling up the point spread here. Right now, this was ro- uh, no, this is last year's article. You got the point spread right there with you, Justin. On ESPN, it says three point five on ESPN. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Okay, so that sounds about right to me. The the uh, matchup project predictor on ESPN. Gives Texas A&M a 56.7% chance of winning. That thing is always a bit wonky, but... Uh, it is, yeah. 
I do believe that Texas A&M is the better better team, but I also would not be surprised if Auburn managed to pull it out somehow. That's the funny thing. I mean, I think they have a knack for doing so. Yeah, yeah, they do, and I think this game will tell a lot about how the Auburn season is going to go, in my opinion. Yeah, I think because this, this how this how it went last year. It was this week four matchup against LSU. Auburn lost that game, and it just all went downhill from there. So this is a big game to see what kind of Auburn team we're going to get this year. Yeah, $75 on Vivid Seats uh, for that's the cheapest ticket available. It's not bad. Yeah, not too bad for uh, what's going to be a, a top-ranked matchup. Yeah, uh, it is. I'm not sure where these teams will be ranked come next week, but it's going to be it's going to be uh, uh, a good game. And let's see, this is where it starts. So I mean, we got at A&M, then a couple weeks later at Florida, and then a couple weeks later at LSU. That's a, a tough couple weeks schedule. later, Georgia. And then a couple weeks later, Alabama. Run through that schedule so, for us, Justin, and tell us which games, if any, the Tigers drop. Um, if I had to say right now, I'm going to say A&M. And then they got Mississippi State at home. They should win that. Add Florida. I think Auburn will win that one just how Florida, just because of how Florida's looked so far. Yeah. Then they got at Arkansas. They should handle that one. At LSU. <laughs> Not feeling good about that one at all. Uh, Ole Miss at home should be an easy one to handle. Then Georgia at home. See, I, I don't feel as bad with having Georgia and Alabama at home. Yeah. Because I always feel a little better. Auburn always plays great at home. You think you'll? You, never, you yeah. think those will split? They're going to split. And if I had to take, I don't, I don't know who which game they're going to win though. Because this Georgia team, I think, like I said last week. This is the best shot for them to win the national championship. Yeah. And we might have a little bit of help, you know, maybe with Alabama defense, you know, who knows by then. But by then, you know, they're going to have some good chemistry and be even better throughout the season. So I think if Auburn, of course, the Iron Bowl is weeks and weeks away. But yeah, at this point right now, Auburn would have to start installing more check downs. Because you got it. Because with the linebacker issue at Alabama, that's what you've got to take advantage of, and it doesn't seem like that's the area that uh, they've got Bo Nix focused on throwing to. And Auburn's got the athletic running backs that come in on those checkdowns with Cam Martin, Sean Shivers, and I mean Whitlow is going to. I think you know this is going to be one a great season for him running the ball and yeah. But with other guys like that, just throwing them in on third, you know, on these third and longs and third and fives. If he just has some kind of check down to where he's not looking around, because that's been the notorious for an Auburn quarterback, is he's just standing back there looking around because nobody's open and he has nobody to check it down yeah, to. Yeah, I feel like that's a necessity for Bo Nix because the little bit that I have seen from him, he is he's not impressed me, and I think it's just part of being a true freshman quarterback playing in the SEC West. Yeah, and you've yeah, got I mean, to you've got to provide those check downs and a way out uh, essentially. Because he, he's not going to be able to. Because right run now, without those, it. I don't even see them. I don't see them splitting Alabama and Auburn right now. Yeah. They're, out of the games that you, honestly, I I feel like you were pretty spot on, except for the Florida game. I think I think they could pull that one out, but I think it would be uh, a very it, it'll be tough. good game, especially in yeah, Gainesville. I believe it yeah. is in Gainesville, right? It is. Yeah, it I is. believe that would be a very very good game. And, um, yeah, they'll definitely pull a couple of them out because they always do. But 
once again, if I had to go with the best team, I would. I don't know that I'd pick Florida, but the rest of them I would pick. Uh, I would definitely yeah. pick over it, Auburn right now. I mean, it just sounds like another one of those five loss seasons, which you know that's the Auburn season. Yep. So. <laughs> hey, but you're in the top ten like <laughs> usual. <laughs> yeah, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Anytime Auburn enters the you kinda, top ten, you kind of got that get... Maryland type deal, you know. Oh, uh, every time you get yeah. ranked, yeah, y'all enter the top ten and you lose, and Maryland gets ranked yeah, and they lose. Are, yeah, this early in the season, forget about it. It's going to be a bad year. Well, we know that Justin is always down on his Auburn Tigers, <laughs> just always a bit of a pessimist. But he can rest assured knowing that he and his Tigers are always going to do better than the people I'm about That's to bring right. up in our new segment. Oh boy, Miss Managers. Yeah, and I'm going to start out with a story here. By uh, Fox News of all places, this is New Zealand man brings professional clown to pink slip meeting who mimed crying made balloon animals. So basically, what what happened was, this guy got an email. Okay, he got an email from his boss. He said, hey, we've got to talk about your position, your future here. You know, uh, this is going to be a serious meeting. And a lot of places, when you get that email, they tell you, to bring a support friend, uh, somebody that you can bring along to make it a little less awkward to have somebody there to reassure you. You get it. I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware of that. So this guy, <laughs> getting that email, realizing I'm about to be fired, doesn't go get a friend, doesn't go get a brother or a sibling or a loved one. He hires a clown for $200. This man is losing his paycheck. He goes and he pays $200. For a meme. Just for a, for a joke. For a joke. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the article here and y'all can oh, react man. to it as I go. A New Zealand advertising executive facing the bleak prospect of being fired decided to inject a bit of humor into the situation bringing a professional clown to his final meeting instead of a colleague for emotional support. Josh Thompson, a copywriter for ad agency FCB New Zealand and a budding comedian, revealed he had spent $200 to hire the clown, dubbed Joe, after getting an email from superiors asking the meet to discuss your role. The clown subsequently blew up balloon animals and even mimed crying when Thompson was handed his layoff paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Thompson, uh, who had been in the role since April, wrote, A while ago I got a job. A short while later, I lost it. For anyone who hasn't been fired, what happens is they schedule a serious meeting and advise you to bring a support person. Seeing the bad news, I decided I need the best support person available. So I spent $200 to hire hire a clown. Today, somehow, it's the top story in the New Zealand Herald. (laughs) I was say, though, that's good money for the clown. Yeah. $200 for a meeting? Yeah, $200 for a meeting. Should look into him in the next bozo. He's, he said, it was rather noisy him making balloon animals, so we had to tell him to be quiet from time to time. <laughs> so imagine how awkward that would have to be for the guys that, it's already awkward to fire someone, but then they bring yeah. in a clown. I mean, just think. I would instantly reinstate you. Yeah. If you did that and I'm about to fire you, I was like, this this guy's not, it's not, he's not meant to. Well, Thompson landed on his feet because, uh, he says that uh, he moved to Australia and he has secured a new job since. So, oh, well, good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> so I got I got a couple more uh, stories here. This one comes from the same website. 
Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. And this one's gonna <laughs> this one's gonna lend myself Angry Angry what? Seal, like it from the ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this one's gonna lend a question as to what would you have done in this situation? If you were the drug smugglers. I'm just going to read it to you. An intentional drug smuggling ring was busted in Australia with the help of an angry seal. The seal prevented the getaway of two foreign nationals from a small island off the Geraldton coast. Uh, They woke up and it jumped up with its big chest out and bellowed at them. (laughs) So, So what was happening was these guys, they were running from the law. The cops were right behind them. There's one way out and that one way is a giant seal that just woke up angry. And is just yelling at you. Says the two foreigners were cu- were on a yacht that they uh, ran around on September second before they attempted to flee in a dinghy. They were caught the next day after the seal interceded. Cops seized one ton of illicit drugs after their arrest. One ton. One ton. An entire oh my ton. Gosh. Uh, yeah. So if you find yourself in a predicament where you are smuggling an entire ton, one ton of drugs. And you are either going to go to the police and and go to prison, or you can fight your way through an angry seal. What are you two doing? Well, before this, I had no idea. But, um, let's see. Did you look up what a seal can do? Uh, well, I looked up how many people die from seals every year. Okay. And yeah, how many, how many people do die? All I'm getting is Navy seal stuff. Let me see. I, I try to pull <laughs> something up. Trying to, uh, trying to find well, there's a lot answer. of people that die from that. Let's see here. Uh, okay, that's talking about how many die, not how many. Yeah, this kill. is a lot of Navy SEALs coming up. I'm just going to look up how, how dangerous are SEALs. I mean, heck, those things are pretty big. I'd be pretty scared. Yeah. It can be a dangerous endeavor to try to study these creatures, and in one case, leopard seals have been known to kill humans. Most recently, mm-hmm. a marine biologist working with the British Antarctic Survey drowned after being dragged nearly 200 feet below the surface of the Jeez. water. So, obviously, these things are not uh, not to mess with. So, with that in mind, what are you doing? I'm just turning myself in. You're turning yourself in? You're not... You're, you're going to go to prison Man. for a long yeah, I mean, time. Long. A ton of drugs, one ton, probably going away forever. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, there's a good chance. What if I'm good? Maybe I get parole. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you're saying no to the seal. I'm taking my chances and going to prison. What kind of seal was it? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. Because uh, apparently there's a quite well, after a he- big After hearing about size. the seal dragging a person 2,000 feet, what, underwater? 200. 200. 2,000, yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm gone. I'm not, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, yeah, man. 200 is impressive. Now, so this is a grown man 200 feet, yeah, 200 feet under the uh-huh. surface. That's pretty impressive. This article doesn't say the type of seal, but, uh, yeah. So, what are you doing, Aaron? Man, I don't know. You there's no way you're fighting that thing. Well... I'm not going to try and fight it. I'm going to try and run past it if at all possible. No. All right. Well, we got to get it. Uh, what, are you, what are you going with? I you going past I, it? Or I you guess going... I'm going to... I mean, I know what... It's a 50-50 chance that I get... Well, not necessarily, but <laughs> at the time in my mind, it's I'm thinking 50-50 chance I can get past the seal or it just kills me. Puts yeah. me out of my misery. 
Otherwise, it's a hundred percent chance of going to jail. Yeah. So I guess I'm yeah. I guess I'm giving the seal a try. I think we have confident. a I think we have a similar mindset on that one, Justin. I'm not going to prison. I will I will take on the seal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Prison's not something I'm made for. Okay, and the last thing, uh, the last uh, topic here on mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, "Oh no, construction workers find found a bunch of teeth inside a wall." Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read this one to you. Construction workers in Valdosta, Georgia, so, you know, our neighbors, were surprised to discover around 1,000 teeth inside a building wall on Tuesday. That's right, Jeez. a bunch of teeth, human teeth. Uh, according to a researcher, the building's first tenant was a dentist named Dr. Clarence Whitt- Whittington, which explains mm-hmm. kind of the teeth's presence. No, it, no, it, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> it does not explain why the teeth were in the wall, but what's a life without a little dental mystery? The dental... Uh, yeah, why, what was that? I said, why is this man putting teeth? I mean, how does it end up in the wall? <coughs> what I well, that's for one reason. That's well, because he's a psycho. I'm about to give you something that may surprise you. The Daily Times also mm. pointed out that the wall teeth have been found in two other Georgia cities as well. Both times in buildings that previously had dental offices as tenants. Perhaps the big secret among dentists is that they like to put teeth in the walls and not tell anyone for generations. Who can say? Yeah, so uh, apparently this is say. a somewhat common thing. It's been done at least There's three no, times nah. in Georgia. I don't know if this is state Georgia or the country Georgia. Now, okay, what year were these well, dentists said, operating? Said I don't know. Georgia. Else, Georgia. So, yeah, state, right? what time period was these from? Is that what you said? Yeah. What year? <clears throat> so, it doesn't say, but it does say, unfortunately, the teeth have been thrown away despite the local historical society asserting they'd be happy to receive the teeth. So, old enough that yeah. the historical society was interested. You could get DNA off those teeth, see who the people were. Yeah. I was about so. to say, would, is there any way you could do DNA? <coughs> sure. I, I mean, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, it was the building's first tenant. I don't see anything that says the time period. But, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. How would y'all react to finding teeth in your wall? Um, Not well? No. I don't don't believe so. That's pretty I think I'd be interested in just seeing whose teeth they were. Well, it's over a thousand. A thousand teeth was in the wall. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm never going to the dentist again. <laughs> Actually, yeah, okay, so uh, so this guy was the dentist from 1911 to 1930. Okay. So recent recent times, the modern era of the world. That that might make sense then. I guess just how back does that make sense? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. <laughs> and just during, I guess, during that time period to them. Maybe they just thought putting teeth in the wall was a better idea. Than what? What? What's the alternative? Yeah, well, is there only one other alternative? <laughs> Keep it in their pockets? <laughs> Glue it to their forehead? Know, maybe there's something superstitious about it or something. I don't know. Well, I believe there would, surely... In 1930? Surely that would have yeah. came down generations Superstition? To, yeah, like, okay, I see what you're saying, but then there would have been some kind of story to go along with it, like... Hey, by the way, we put teeth in the wall for this reason. Well, maybe these dentists, maybe it was something that a dentist society 
They don't want anybody to know about it. Because they're a bunch of psychos? <laughs> yeah, the, who knows? The, many, the world okay, of dentists is I mean, the deep okay, state. Here's my question. But, like, how many... Do y'all, how do, but, uh, here we go. Do you really enjoy going to the dentist? No. No, okay. They, they're, they're probably psychos, for all we know. Nobody <laughs> enjoys going to the dentist. So, okay, but... How do they... People don't get teeth no that dentist often, out there. Though. Why would they get... Maybe, well, in the 1930s, I yeah, imagine no, that... Yes, yeah, they, more so, but yeah. that's still... That's yeah. still... That's a thousand teeth over 20 years. 19 years of work. In one building, though. That's just one. That's just one wall. That's just, yeah. There so, might be more walls. I don't know. So, so, I mean, what do you... I mean, so, what are we looking at here? Like, 40... We got, like, what, 50 people? We're looking at here fifty plus. Yeah, 50 plus. for the 50, 50 people let let out a thousand teeth. <laughs> what math are you doing, no, son? I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how many teeth we have. Oh, I don't own any teeth besides my own. I'm so, I'm so confused. Your point. I think we need to move on to the next the next topic. Oh God, I think y'all have me confused. I'm just trying to do math by how many teeth a person has. You have how many teeth 34 teeth. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. How many teeth does a person have? I'll Google it. <laughs> 32 teeth. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, quick. there's not that many teeth that like. There's no reason there should like people don't get teeth pulled that often. We don't know how. I mean, how we, How do you know? So, nineteen eleven. So because if, most people that don't have teeth that I know is because they fell out of their head because they're on drugs. They didn't go to the dentist to get them pulled. So let's, I mean, listen many, to this. How many people have lost teeth at the dentist that you know? Very few. And they don't lose 32 at a time. Well, if a person did. It's a different time. Okay. I agree. Well, listen to this. If the teeth that we found was all 32 of individuals, it would take 31 people to produce 1,000 teeth. So is that what it said? That's what the math I just did. It would would take 31 people to produce 1,000 teeth. And that's if you lost every tooth in your head. So unless he murdered 31 people. Well, the article did go on to say there is no evidence of a crime as of yet. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, as, as of, of yet. yet, but they threw all the teeth away. <laughs> what was that? How the hell are they going to investigate it if they don't have any of the teeth? Also, what do you do with teeth? How do you, you just throw them away? Do you just put them in the dump? But see, yeah, I don't do, know. Y'all, do y'all remember that movie, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Where... Um, I guess if you're, they were kidnapped. It was like these little creatures. Do y'all remember those little creatures? Vaguely. And they were like kidnap the kids, and then they would tell the dude to bring teeth in, like his own teeth. And so they would take the teeth as an offering. Do you remember that? Where's this going? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe this was it. Maybe this is it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I do know that we're at 57 minutes already, and we're going to try to wrap this up in an hour. But... We yeah, still why, have. Why is this even a, yeah, we got on uh, t- teeth talk for too long. <laughs> our new segment, <laughs> but uh, we do still I have mean, to. Still, yeah. We do still have to rank away jerseys in the SEC. Oh, we do. Yeah. So you want to hop into that? Sure. Let's do that. Okay, let me pull up. Yeah, find, tell me what link you go to. Yeah, I will. Let me find one. Still kind of. Shook on the last week. Okay, there's one on Saturday down south. Just look up SEC away jerseys ranked. 
Oh, I didn't think about it. Right. We should have actually ranked these. We should have looked this up ahead of time. And ranked them ourselves. Maybe that's what we'll do next week with the um, alternative jerseys. We'll rank yeah, that one's going to be a lot harder, though, because there's so many alternative jerseys. We'll have to yeah. pin that down to ourselves. We'll have to get to Honestly, Auburn and Alabama, no alternate jerseys. Those two teams you don't have to worry about. So, um, well, actually, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this you, this, this, this is a little out of date. That's okay. Yeah, it is. Um, that's fine though. We'll just we'll just go with these because I can't find another article that that has it. So these are going to be 2015 and before. Uh, so starting out at number 14, we have Mizzou's white on white. I don't like this. I don't like this. Sh- like they're white on white, and then they just randomly decide to color just the shoulder pads. Yeah, so the yeah, shoulder the pads green. are black. And so is the helmet, and that's it. Yeah, it just kind of throws it off. Yeah, I don't like that at all. (laughs) I don't mind the white on white. They do have the two random stripes on the leg, but that just, once again, it's it's not very cohesive. Yeah, you got some tiger stripes in those stripes, too, so stripes on stripes. I don't like this at all. Yeah, these are ugly. Yeah, let's, let's keep going. So 13, we got Mississippi State's white on white. I don't mind I these agree. outside of the pants. See, I like the pants, I, but I don't like the jerseys that much. I don't hmm. feel like yeah, and I, I don't feel like they go together. Like the top half is more old school, traditional, and the pants are trying to be new. So what it is, but they don't they don't mesh well together. Since no one listening to this can see them, it's a white jersey. It's got uh, the Mississippi State red stripes on the shoulder pads, and then on the pants that are also white, they have the Mississippi State logo like stitched into them. Uh, I, I just hate the color on the helmet. Thigh. Yeah, it's on the side. It's on the thigh. I don't like this very much either. The more I look at it, the more I dislike it. I don't mind the pants myself, but yeah, the pants aren't bad. I also hmm. don't see them being much higher. So yeah, no. Okay, let's go to Texas A&M's white on white. These are look sharp. They're clean. Yeah. Yeah, I like these. I love the white helmet too. Yeah, the white helmet is beautiful, I and mean, the stripes work well with this. Uh, the numbers and then the font is My all only great. My complaint is it goes from two stripes to one. Yeah, that is a little weird. So on the shoulder yeah. pads, you have two stripes uh, going straight down. On the pants, you'd have just one. It's just a little jarring, but a small inconvenience, I think. But I think the number font looks pretty good on the jersey too. Yeah, I think so too. Justin, real quick, can you check and make sure you're still recording? Uh, let's check, and we are. Okay, great. Just making sure. That would be. That would have been, been a doozy. That would have been awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might as well just cancel the podcast for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, root try again in the morning. Jeez. So Kentucky, we got the white on blue. Um, it's fine. Pa- these particular ones, I do not yeah. like as much. I like Texas A&M better. They're, yeah. And now I like I like the jersey, the top half. Yeah, so with the white see, and the blue like, on the shoulder pads. I don't like the blue on the shoulder pads. Like it's the only it's the only blue. I just don't I don't like that. So the blue on the shoulder pads, it's it's a blue and a darker blue that makes like it a checkered. Check, it's a checkered. A checkered yeah. print. You got the white helmet, the blue stripe down it, well, and the blue pants. Why not just do it inverted? Like their home jerseys. Yeah. Those blue ones that we saw tonight, even mm-hmm. against Florida, where they have the white checkered, but the whole thing's blue. Just do the opposite of that. So yeah. instead, leave yeah. it, it leave white. it all white with the blue checkers. That would be a much better. That would look good. Yeah. Much better combo for yeah. my opinion. 
I do like their blue a lot, though. I think it works well with white. Yes, um, it does, but I like Texas A&M's better. Oh, that's so much better. It should up. be higher. Yeah. Number 10, we got South Carolina. I agree. Yeah? I think it should be lower, though. I mean, I don't know. the stri- I'm not really a fan of the stripes. I don't like the stripes either. Th- theirs is one of my least favorite helmets. You got the three stripes yeah. down the middle, uh, one black, two red. And on the, the jerseys, it's a white white jersey with bl- uh, black and red stripe on the shoulder pads and red pants with white and black stripes down the seams of them. Yeah. I think it is completely fine, and I would still put Texas A&M uh, away. I would them. too, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Otherwise, fine. I would still put them above Kentucky. I'd, I'd keep it I'd, going. I agree. I would put Texas A&M above all of these we've seen so far. I, I would too. Well, let's go on to Vanderbilt, the white on gold, which I okay. think is, is ugly. Tedious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about the same. <laughs> That's thing. probably. Uh, mm, I've that might I've be, just never been a fan of Vanderbilt's jerseys. That might be the last. Then, yeah, that might be last. So the gold on the pants yeah. is mm-hmm. lighter than the gold in the helmet, yep, which is something what, that yeah. bothers me it's, to my it's core. A, it's a cream mm-hmm. color. It's a cream. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a gold. And so many, so many away jerseys and just jerseys in general do this where the the color in their helmet doesn't match the color in the rest yeah. of their Michigan uniforms. Michigan was bad about that today, I noticed. Notre um, Dame is terrible about oh, it. Oh, Notre Dame's the world's worst. Utah. Yeah, Utah is bad about it. It's just, why? Just make them match. I don't <laughs> like it. You spend that much money on both of them, like, sure, like, I mean, come on. On top you of that, colors, you can right? color match. On top of that, these are some of the plainest uniforms we've seen so far, and that can be a good thing at times, but not in this case. There's nothing on them. It's just a white white it's jersey, so gold pants. It's so different than their home jerseys to me. Like, last last week I was literally talking about the detail they had in the helmet. And the, loved, yeah. And, I mean, I didn't even think I liked them that much. It's just I liked them more than most of the other plain ones. But these are just the exact opposite. They're terrible. These are probably my least favorite so far. Fair enough. Okay, we're going to go down to Florida, the white on orange. Now, this might be the best, in my opinion. Not not the 2015 in particular, but the the ones we see today. The ones we saw today are sharp. I never... Imagine they would be my favorite jersey. Were those the all... What'd they wear tonight? They wore the... um, um, was it the all white? Yeah, I will. Was it? No, it was white and blue, wasn't it? I think it was the white on blue. Let me uh, pull okay. them up and yeah, see. The, well, whatever it was wearing, yeah, I agree that they look pretty good. Yeah, it was just so clean. It's so yeah. So today they were had they no, it was the white on orange. Was it? Yeah, it was. It looks a lot like these. The numbers are filled out a little bit more. Uh, there's it looks a little cleaner in the new ones, but it's well, essentially way, this. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so close to their home, and it's so clean. It's not trying to do too much. Like, I never thought that they would have been my favorite jerseys in the SEC until last week when we went through them, and they're one of my favorite. They're one of my favorite away jerseys, for sure. I I just think that orange pops so well with that blue. So they move just above Texas A&M for right now, so... And I just love the fun on the helmet with the gators. Yeah, I, I think too. that looks really sharp. That's a that's a really timeless logo. I, I do like that a lot. It's not too old. It's not too new, and it doesn't have the no. the gator with the stupid circle going around it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would. Look, it keeps yeah. that to a minimum. I still like that logo being involved in the jersey because it is like I think on the pants and all, but it's not overwhelming it's on, the jersey, on, the, yeah. on the side of the helmet. I like I like their jerseys a lot. So Man. at number seven, we have Arkansas white on white. Mm. These are not bad to me. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, because 
it, they're not trying to do too much. Like the little, um, the little red in the pants and the jersey actually match. Unlike they match, uh, yeah. Unlike several others that we saw, I do what, hate the the little uh, triangles coming out of the armpits here. Yeah. What uh, gets me is the silver on the um, helmet. helmet, where as there's yeah. nothing else. For the Razorback, yeah. Yeah, also, that's a bad logo. I think I said that last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hate that. I like the color scheme. I hate the logo on the side of the helmet. Just slap a number on there or a, a different logo. Do something else. But, so you know, that's, that's their about, thing. That's fine, but I hate it. So these are about even with, like, where Kentucky is for me. They change one thing, and it, it does a lot for them. But I yeah, think these are right that. behind Kentucky for me. Right under this one, we have Auburn, which topped the list uh, last week. This is number six, the yeah, white on for white. for home jerseys. Yeah, and I think, uh, I I think, think their white on white's better. I do, too, and I really like their home jerseys, but I do think I like the white on white even better because it's so hard to pull off so much white, and I said that last week, it way is, more yeah. white this week, and they do it so well. I really do like this but look. Yeah, yeah, see, with the orange and blue stripes on the shoulder pads and down the pants and down the helmet, too, I think it all... Makes it look very good. I also like that they don't try to do too much with their number. It's just mm-hmm. a solid blue. No. There's no outline like you see so much of today. And I think that just it, they just pull it off really well. Under Armour does great with these jerseys. They do. Mm-hmm. Number five. I'm pretty sure. Sh- what was you going to say? I was saying, um, I don't think, is anybody else sponsored by Under Armour in the SEC? I believe so, but I can't. Oh, South Carolina. South Carolina is? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, that the only one that might be the only other one that's the only uh texan m is adidas at least at by yeah, 2015 that, yeah they definitely are yeah they, they i'm are not sure who mississippi state I'm is pretty but, sure they're adidas as well oh really they are yeah mississippi state's adidas yeah and mizzou is nike yeah that's the only auburn i mean that's the only two under armor we've came across so far right uh, ahead of them ranked at number five is alabama's white on whites which is you know, just another timeless one. If they had the white on white and the white helmet, they would be up. White helmet. We're going to get it at some point. They're going to bring it back. I feel confident they will. But I, I do like just the red yeah. helmet, too. With I it. do like it, too, because it's, it's yeah. just it's plain. It's and see, and, and the white simple. top half, yeah, works because there's no stripes going on in the shoulder mm-hmm. pads. Mm-hmm. Just the white number. That's it. Crimson and white. You don't it's, have a third. Yeah. You don't have a third color to play with to mess anything up. No. Nope. Totally simplistic, and it, you, know, you can't mess it up. It's, it, you know, it's it's timeless. But not much else to say about that one. But at number four, we have Old Miss, which I highly mm. disagree with. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not these particular ones. No, because uh, this is white, on, white gray. on gray. Oof. White on yeah. gray, and there's no other gray anywhere else. And then on their jerseys, it's just white and red there's no other blue so what we're looking at here is a white jersey it's got red stripes on the shoulder pads gray pants going vertical yeah yeah you got gray pants and you have your uh usual blue the dark blue helmet and it's just just colors all over the place it's a lot of colors it's a lot to take in so the stripe on their helmet is going from like a normal stripe is going from the front to the back, and then the one on their shoulder pads follow that. Yeah, so front to yeah. back. And then the ones on the pants are on the side. Yeah. And I just, it doesn't, there's too many stripes going too many ways, <laughs> with different two, ways. Different, <laughs> too many different colors. Yeah. Like, 
I don't. Those not a fan of this. I, I feel like it could be made a whole lot simpler and look a lot better if the they just had white pants with the red and. Um, or if they just did the white with the baby blue pants and the baby blue helmet. Yeah, that yeah. would look sweet. That would look great. That would look good. I think it would too. I just hate this. What I'm looking at right now. Yeah, this right now is yeah. not it, Chief. I don't know how this is for. Yeah. So number three, we've got LSU white on gold. Yeah. Basically the same That's exact one we saw last week uh, for their home. Classic look. <clears throat> but I love it. It's one of my favorite jerseys in college See, football. Today, the ones they wore, I know they were at home and they wore their purple jerseys, but they wore oh, their the white ones. But they wore their white pants with their white helmet, and I thought it looked sweet. Oh, it was beautiful, and I love. Yeah, I love those. So if they would combine, if they would do all white, I would love theirs. But I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm not a. Uh, I don't hate the the white and gold because it is pretty classic, kind of like Alabama and others. But uh, it's not my favorite. It's about where it should be. There's nothing I love more than a college that pulls off purple well, and I really love yeah. the LSU purple jerseys that we saw today. Uh, but yeah, they, I'm going to talk a lot about favorite. them next week when we're ranking the alternative jerseys. Oh yeah, but I think it has to it has to be my favorite helmet though. I think LSU. Yeah, it's a it's about to pick one. It's a hard look to pull off, and they do it so well with that logo. It's a yellow logo on a yellow helmet, but they just they make it work. It looks so good. Yeah. Number two, we have the Tennessee's white on white. Uh, I mm-hmm. I like this so much better than their home mm-hmm. jerseys because you keep yeah. the orange that putrid orange to a minimum. And, and these are these are very clean. And against most white, it takes on a different look. It doesn't. It's not that same. It's not gaudy. It's not that orange that's just consuming no. everything. It just is kind of an accent color, and it looks so much better in the away. And jerseys. they don't have the orange. They don't have the orange pants either. It's the white on white. Yeah, the white yeah. on white looks so much better. It's just, and it's they're not trying to do too much with stripes and all on their helmet. It's just no. one bold stripe, just mm-hmm. like it is around the Look collar. Up. And there's yeah, nothing. And that's good. And then down the pants. And that's it. And it looks super clean. Yeah. I think it looks great. Number one, we have Georgia's white on silver. I disagree <laughs> with this. I do, um, too. I do as well. Not, I, yeah. I think pro- they have probably the worst combo between the I, two. Like, yeah. both of theirs are horrendous. This is another case of too much color going on at once. You've got the gray pants, the white jersey. The black undershirt, the red on the sleeves, on the collar with the red helmet, and it's just a lot. Yeah, well, it's just so much. White on white or red. Yeah, I've just never. I don't get the silver. I don't get why they always. I don't either. Get the silver and the. Do black pants or do white pants? Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you did white and didn't have so much red, you could do red pants. Yeah, the red pants wouldn't look bad. Yeah, they just. I don't. I don't get there. I don't get yeah, it. I always when I, yeah when I think of these jerseys, I just I I think ugly I'm jerseys. shocked that they're this high on this list. Yeah, number one. Oh, this is number yeah. one. This is number one. This okay. is number well, one. we need to that person <laughs> needs to reevaluate. Re-eval- <clears throat> Let me see who this person is. I'll uh, see who the author of this article is. Give them a call. Uh, Brad Crawford. Right. He penned this article for Saturday Down South four years ago. Uh, so we want to go give him a shout out and tell him. What you think? I think that he needs to reevaluate. <laughs> well, this is four years ago, so hopefully he has. Yeah, maybe his his uh, taste has changed. Yeah. Oh, I, there's a comment section. Oh, 
Um, not much in it. Not much in it. Yeah, nothing. Nothing really. Of, I figured it would just be people blasting this guy, but it's, it seems like actually a pretty friendly community, <laughs> which is disappointing. Just <laughs> <laughs> getting good on them. Except nope. for this one guy, Daniel Are Taylor. Are you mentally deficient? <laughs> yeah, good on him, whatever, uh, I guess. But uh, That's a good comment. <laughs> anyways, uh, we're at a minute 15. I mean, an hour 15. So A minute 15? Yeah. Uh, I would hope not. That means we haven't recorded anything. Now, those Texas A&M... Jerseys in the back. I'm a big fan. Ooh, of. Those should be top five. Those should be top five. So the one that we're looking at here, it's on the cover photo of the article, and it is white helmet, white jerseys for Texas A&M. It's got a silver mm-hmm. logo with uh, the it's silver a, state of Texas yeah. behind the uh, the numbers on the jersey. It's it looks very, it's real subtle. It's very it. subtle, but it's also it's it's pretty pretty powerful. It looks really good. But anyways, let's wrap this thing up. Um, let me get to my little my little page here with all my wrapping up stuff. <laughs> Things to say at close the show. Got it right here in my notes. Uh, thank you for listening. If you listen for this long, we're not sure if anybody does, but we appreciate it. If you uh, do, we don't blame you. Yeah, we do we not blame about you. Teeth at one point. So. <laughs> talking about teeth for about fifteen minutes too long, but uh, we appreciate you for checking us out. Uh, be sure to find us on social media. You can find us at T- TGM Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find me at Norisosaurus. That's with N O R R I S O S A U R U S, maybe. <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Uh, is there anywhere people can find you all at? Um, if not, it's fine. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> There's no, there's no way you no, can No, only me because yet. I can't remember my Twitter handle, so. That's okay, because you can. I'll, what do you got, Justin? I was just going to say, we can end with this after you're done. I'll let you keep it. Okay, well, you can find all three of us at TGM Pod, uh, at all those places I said. You can also find us and send us an email with any suggestions or uh, topics or feedback at GameManagersPod at gmail.com. That is Game Managers. I did a bad job of uh, pronouncing that game <laughs> manager's pod. <laughs> <Just wanted to laughs> uh, also, be sure to subscribe for future content uh, wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, leave a nice review if you do like the show. We also have uh, t-shirts available at tpublic.com. You can check that out. Just look up the game manager's podcast. And uh, we also will be uploading content to Patreon here soon. Maybe some... Uh, live uh, reactions to games, maybe some breakdowns, stuff like that, that only uh, patrons will have access to. It can be as little as a dollar one-time fee, and you'll have access to all of that coming up soon. So uh, Only a dollar. One dollar. Just chuck. Just give us a buck. Chuck in a buck. <laughs> chuck a buck. <laughs> also, also, if y'all want to send us in mail, you know, we, we'd love to see some fan mail, some nice handwritten letters. Yeah, you can send those uh, via <laughs> Carrier Pigeon to uh, Justin's it. house. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay here's another good point though send in some questions we'd love to answer your questions if you have it yeah please comment or, or email them to us tweet at us whatever send ask us, us what's wrong with us uh, tell us your opinion yeah, tell us on how the much jerseys we suck. Yeah. yeah tell us what you think about the jerseys who's who's your favorite who's tell the us what you think about the teeth I would love to know about that T- please tell me if you know what anyone what would you do if you saw a seal <laughs> Have you ever encountered a Sioux? <laughs> There's do you plenty know of interaction we leave open for you. Have you ever been to Texas State Brazil? 
is Lil Wayne one of your favorite artists? Did you get in a lyric? And I just thought about that, and I did not get in a lyric. And I'm so <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Next week we'll get the lyric in, and we'll see if you and Justin catch it. But yeah, pl- let us know. Uh, give us some topics and stuff. We'd love to to have a little interaction. But I think that is it. Uh, thanks again for listening. Do you guys have we need to anything end. to say? Sorry to interrupt you again, <clears throat> but I've got to end with I gotta let you in with this though. Y'all saw what uh, Cam Newton was wearing the other night? Oh, oh. my goodness, I oh, sure man, did. Oh, man, you should not have mentioned that. That boy is... We could talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's another 30 minutes okay. we can add. He is... We can just we can just say this real yeah. quick. Okay. Someone said, Cam Newton looks like the wolf disguised as grandmother. In <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. All I've got to say is I got stuck with him on fantasy, and I'm absolutely... All I've got to say is he needs to focus more on his... Uh, on how he's playing rather than his style because I think he's spending too much time with his fashion. How many times... I'm sorry, but like... (laughs) Because I don't want this to keep going, but like how how much do you think... Like how much time do you actually think he takes getting ready after a game to go to that press conference to sit there and look like that? Yeah. Look like a fool? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm all for people expressing themselves however what they want to, but man, you need to... Self-awareness. Back that up with some wins. (laughs) Gotta be some self-awareness. Okay, let's wrap this thing up, though. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we will be back next Sunday. Adios. Peace out.